Giving USA data are available. What do last year's numbers tell us about charitable giving that can be useful now and in the future? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined once again by my colleague, Dr. Anna Pruitt of the Indiana University Lilly Family School Philanthropy. And Dr. Pruitt leads our research team's efforts on the annual report, Giving USA. Anna, always great to have you with us. The data are hot off the press. What does this year's report say about charitable giving in the United States? Absolutely, and it's a pleasure to be here. So I'll get right into it. We had a good year in 2019 for charitable giving. Total giving reached almost $450 billion. It actually set a record in current dollars. And when we adjust for inflation, uh, 2019 still comes in behind 2017, which set the all-time high. But when we look at the last three years together, what we see is that 2017, 2018, and 2019 are the all-time best years ever for giving. So when we ended 2019, we were in a strong place. So a lot of momentum with charitable giving through 2019. What about some of the breakdowns of where the dollars came from uh, as we reached that total nearing $450 billion? What does this year's report show? Sure, so Giving USA breaks giving by sources down into four different type categories. So we have giving by individuals, giving by corporations, giving by foundations, and giving by bequest. Three of four of those categories grew in 2019. The only category that didn't grow was giving by bequests, and we know that that's because bequests are notoriously volatile um, for a number of different reasons, but that doesn't seem entirely out of the ordinary. We did see that broad-based growth, and it was largely driven by economic factors. We had incredibly strong growth in the S&P of almost 28.9%. So we saw some of the strong um, economic factors helping to drive giving to all, almost all four sources of giving. What percentage did individuals account for this year? Since individuals, and we teach this at the fundraising schools, where the preponderance of charitable giving occurs, what's this year's percentage for individuals? So individuals were once again the preponderance of giving um, at 69%. Now, this is the second year in a row that giving below by individuals has dipped below that 70% number. And sometimes people ask, oh, is this because giving by individuals is shrinking? Well, no. Giving by individuals actually grew. And what we're seeing instead is that giving by foundations and giving by bequests are growing as, over time as a share of total giving. So when we look at the picture 15 years ago, giving by bequests is 7%, giving by foundations is only 11%. And today in 2019, that picture is giving by bequests is up to 10% and giving by foundations is way up to 17%. So really these other forms of giving are starting to get to be stronger and stronger and that just changes the picture a little bit. But sometimes, well, one thing I just want to say, because I know that our colleagues at the fundraising school always say this, when we think about giving by individuals, giving by bequests, and giving by family foundations, we're still looking at 86% of total giving coming from individuals and households. And when you talk about those numbers for foundations and bequests being higher percentages compared to 15 years ago, they're also higher percentages of higher dollar amounts 
which shows uh, just how significant those increases have been. Uh, and I also know there was some interesting news regarding the business sector this year in terms of the business sectors giving in 2019. What did this report show in that regard? Absolutely. Giving by corporations had extremely strong growth. And we know that that's tied to the GDP, which again, had pretty good growth over 4%, and to pre-tax profits. But in addition to that, we're seeing strong growth in the area of corporate foundations. Corporate foundation giving went up not only last year, but also the year before. So we're really seeing that help to drive that corporate foundation giving number. And so that has been, been uh, quite strong. You mentioned the three most generous years in U.S. history and the business sector has been part of that. What about the destination of where the dollars go? There are nine subsectors in the philanthropic sector. And this year's report, again, some encouraging news in terms of the destinations of that charitable giving. What does the report say? Right. Eight of nine of those charitable subsectors saw growth with uh, several subsectors seeing um, double-digit growth, so not just good growth, but actually great growth. Um, in particular, the areas where we're seeing that really strong growth are education, um, arts, environment, and then public society benefit. Now, that's a bit of a catch-all. It includes things like United Ways. It also includes the ACLU, and it, of course, includes uh, donor-advised funds that are big, that belong to big, big national donor-advised funds. So Vanguard Charitable, Fidelity Charitable, those types. Yeah, and you know, when you look at kind of the trend years, what was it, four years ago, all nine subsectors went up. Three years ago, eight of the nine went up. The year before that, 2018, about three went up and three went down and about three held steady. So again, when you look at trends, the fact that eight of nine went up, uh, it really is, is a positive sign as 2019 was coming to a close. I want to ask you to expand on donor advised funds. That comes up a lot at the fundraising school, and people want to use those data uh, for their planning. And we have a podcast recorded with Dr. Danielle Vance McMullen, who I know you know well. Uh, she and uh, Dr. Dan Height, two of our alums of our school, uh, are really doing a lot of good work on this, and there's a podcast on this topic. But from your perspective, Anna, with this report, what is this saying about donor-advised funds as part of the, the larger landscape of charitable giving? Right. So one of the things we do for the report is actually bring together all of the different research that's being done around the field um, every year. And we, we kind of put that into the chapters. And one of the things that we found this year is that um, from the donor-advised funds that actually issue their own reports, um, all four say that grants going out of donor-advised funds are going up. And they are all growing. So grants from donor advised funds continue to go up. Now we've seen contributions, it's about 50-50. About half of the reporting donor advised funds say that contributions have gone up. Others say it's in pretty similar dollar amounts, but maybe not um, at the same exact rate. But I think for me, the top line finding is those dollars that are coming from donor advised funds are going out. And a previous study from our school estimates that as many as two thirds of the dollars that go into a DAF in any given year are coming out of a DAF. And again, we've seen the news stories that there's been a push to increase that. And uh, the research from uh, Vance McMullen and Height shows that giving from DAFs tends to go up during times of economic uncertainty. And also for the sake of our audience, I just want to assure you that Anna and another one of our colleagues, brilliant colleague, Jonathan Bergdahl, they do not double count the DAF. So we do not have time to get into the statistical weeds. Uh, I can assure you these folks are very careful in making sure that those dollars are not double counted 
when they bring us these Giving USA data. So Anna, again, Giving USA is something we always look forward to every June. The data go into every single one of our courses with the fundraising school. And in, in any year, fundraisers say, okay, that's good to know where the momentum has been and where the challenges have been, but now I need to fundraise this year. I need to plan for next year. And now in 2020, we lay on this historic world pandemic. How can these data be utilized by fundraisers today as they fundraise in 2020 and as they think about planning for 2021? What advice do you have for fundraisers out of this report? Right. So I think it's really helpful to have that understanding of what the landscape now looks like. I talked a bit about how, for instance, foundations have grown as a share of giving. So what we're seeing now, that 17% of total charitable dollars coming from foundations, what we also know from the Great Recession is that foundations did not stop giving during the Great Recession. And in fact, many of them actually changed the way that they did their granting. They gave more than 5% um, that was required by law, or they may have even averaged their assets over three years to determine how uh, the dollar grants that they were going to give out in a given year. And we've already seen an announcement from five of the major foundations that they plan to give 1.7 billion in the next three years. So I think that diversifying your funds, if you're a nonprofit, this is a good time to think about that um, because people are giving in lots of different kinds of ways. Um, similarly, uh, the idea of planned giving at this moment is very important. Um, People are, we have a huge percentage of the population that's getting older, those baby boomers it, uh, uh, with the silent generation now represent about 28% of our population. So people are thinking about the most strategic ways for them to give back to the charities that they care about. So really thinking about how that picture of giving has changed over time, I think is gonna be really important as we go forward. And Anna, one of the one of my favorite graphics in the report each year, and this year especially, is that bar chart that shows giving it with a line graph in constant dollars and then a bar graph adjusted for inflation. And I highly recommend that to our audience because especially if we look at previous recessions, no doubt that charitable giving often plateaus for a year or two. It doesn't necessarily plummet, but plateaus for a year or two. And then after that, each time, Charitable giving not only comes back, but comes back very robustly. In fact, coming out of the Great Recession, when you look at that line graph, is a classic V-shaped recovery uh, when we talk about that. So nobody knows what's going to happen with the economy in 2020. Nobody knows what's going to happen specifically with charitable giving. And we can't guarantee that history is going to repeat itself. But that's another resource in this Giving USA report, is it not, that uh, can help us learn from history when there have been previous economic downturns. Is, is there anything you can add in that regard that uh, can be useful for our fundraisers? Uh, yes, yeah, so absolutely. Looking at those data about how have how what has recoveries looked like in the past, and also um, the book contains an, an enormous amount of information about how uh, different nonprofits responded. So we know, for instance, that art organizations, a lot of them started to sell more and more single tickets, and that just changes the way that you do things with not as many season subscribers necessarily, but like working with individual events for, individuals, for single ticket sales. There's lots of those kinds of stories and anecdotes and research throughout the book that kind of um, give some practical information about how people have addressed these issues in the past and how they've recovered and even gotten stronger. So folks, here's what you need to do. On our website at the Lilly Family School Philanthropy, the website is philanthropy.iupui.edu. 
you'll see a toolbar across the top and you'll see the word research. You pull that down and you'll see a section specifically designated for Giving USA. And that's how you can order these materials. Now the executive summary is available free of charge and you'll get an overview like you have today from Dr. Pruitt. Uh, and she's also mentioned this book though that takes you even deeper that looks at the data overall, looks at the data by source, uh, analyzes each of those individual subsectors, uh, and the uh, book is available for purchase. You can find the links through our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Now, uh, when you see that toolbar, look for professional development. That's where you find the fundraising school, your career-long colleague, including now during this COVID-19 crisis. We're still open for business. Our courses are available online, and some of them will be available, we hope, in person late summer, early fall. Uh, as long as we can do that consistent with Indiana University, local, state, and federal policies, and all of those courses, you can apply for a crisis response scholarship that reduces the cost of the registration by 50%. So we hope you take advantage of that. We hope to see you one Friday every month with the uh, Fridays with the Fundraising School. We get together, we have some topics for conversation, but those are conversations, not presentations, for you to ask your questions, share your success stories, commiserate, worry a little bit. We'll all do that together one Friday every month. And of course, as you're hearing and seeing, these podcasts are tailored to this current moment. We don't have a playbook. We're writing the new one. And this latest Giving USA report helps us do that. Again, the website, philanthropy.iupui.edu. With Dr. Anna Pruitt, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. And now you are now more fully up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm-hmm.